With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Oracle's News Radio. Today is Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. Lots of twos, the first day of the month. The numerological number of this day is nine, and it's time to end some of the old thoughts that we used to have. We will be focusing on simulation theories, glitches, and how that relates to spirituality. I am Renee Thomas, a.k.a. Renee Tarot, your host of Oracle's News Radio. Follow us by clicking the follow button on your screen and share this podcast with your friends and family to get the word out. We are a news podcast featuring current events, Oracle and prophetic news, indie music, and astrology forecasts that explain the current energy climate within the country and within our world. You can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and most other apps that you use for podcasts. And learn more about us at our website, anointedgroove.com. That's anointed with one N and groove with two O's, dot com. Now, today's podcast will be focused on something that has been discussed over the last decade that I think is a very very interesting topic, and I'm going to be mulling through it, thinking through it. You're welcome to give your thoughts. We'll be hearing from you also. If you'd like to talk to us, you can call in at 563-999-3635, So before we get started, We want to remind you to monitor your blood glucose levels if you are diabetic or are pre-diabetic. You can visit our info box on the podcast to get details about products that can help. Also, we want to shout out to the top seven listening countries. This country list is updated once monthly, and it is the United States, India, Australia, Mexico, Canada, Ivory Coast, and Greece. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. Again, follow us today for new thoughts in spirituality, and it's time to get started. We are taking the red peel. Now, what is all this talk about simulation and mathematical calculations that prove it pretty much beyond a shadow of a doubt? How does it all play into the topic of spirituality, particularly the revival of the New Age spiritual topics, because New Age is not new. It's actually old age, probably old Hindi thinking or old Buddhist thinking that has been revived. Let's first define what a simulation is. Now, according to Wikipedia, a simulation is the imitation of the operation of a real-world process or system over time. You can major in various simulation sciences in major universities in the United States, specializing in simulations having to do with data, healthcare, education, molecular simulations, etc. But these are different from what we're going to be discussing today. Today we're going to discuss our lives and whether or not our reality that we're living in right now is a simulation. Now, I'll be giving my thoughts 
basically what people have been talking about and then what my thoughts are about this situation. And one of the things we want to say is that it is a huge topic, but first we have to get out of the mindset of thinking we are in a big Dell computer. We're not. We're not in a computer as you see computers on your desk or as you hold your smartphones. So get that that out of your mind. The sides of this computer that we are in are like plasma, and the computer itself is the earth and its atmosphere. So it's a big computer, and the idea to a certain degree of a program with a base code of ones and zeros, okay? Like computers have that base program, but if you put alt-234 or alt-whatever, you can change colors or get symbols, and it's just a basic computer program. This one is kind of similar, but it's different. It's like a bio program, and it is likely more of some other type of byte B-Y-T-E, like a bite of consciousness, which is a type of sentient or knowing energy molecule, which is aware of itself, which we do not yet understand, but we'll think through this together. Now, also, it is likely that you need to understand that the sentient bites, B-Y-T-E-S, or the common denominators or the building blocks of this simulation came before the actual plasma-like computer interface. So it's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Which came first, the computer or the computer programmer? I think seeing in these terms will help us to understand the concept better because this is a new concept. And for many, there is no point of reference to understanding what I'm talking about. Now, current thought is moving toward spirituality and science being only really one thing, spirituality being the umbrella over which we cover what modern human science cannot yet explain. So spirituality is only that part of science which modern science does not have an explanation for yet. And before we get started, I want to change and challenge some of your paradigms about the concept of God. So Christians are welcome here. New age persons are welcome here. Atheists are welcome. All people are welcome because at the end of the day, it's science. Whoever you think God to be or the higher power to be, it's likely time to see it in a different way, which has kind of been in front of us all the time. So God is plural meaning more than one, even Christians must acknowledge all the names of or and aspects, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah um, Siskanu, all of that. So for the purposes of this podcast, I will refer to God as Elohim versus Eloah, with Eloah being the singular form referring to only one deity, with deity kind of being a more advanced thought form with the universe being the setting in which the home of the Elohim exists. So kind of get that, bite that. (laughs) And that word El or Aloha is very much a word that is spread throughout the world. Even, you know, in Africa, the Loa are the the spirits. And Eloha is God in the Hebrew. And it's El is a term that, or El or Allah, Allah is a term that Middle Easterners understand. So it is pretty much a global term for God or deity. The universe is the setting in which the home of this pluralistic type thought form, Elohim, exists. God is consciousness, or Elohim is consciousness that has a form of a type of body not necessarily understood by men and the Elohim all may have different types of bodies. The older the body, the older the God. Therefore, blank universal consciousness seems to have created bodies for itself and so on and so forth. So it may have started as some form of a 
thought form, but then ended up manifesting a different type of form in the universe. Now, God or the Elohim, sometimes referred to as Brahman, Ego, Tao, Ifa, Higher Consciousness, Lords of the Universe, what have you, they have a home, likely many homes, sort of like the rich and powerful people, they travel and communicate. Elohim are not necessarily human, though humans have some of their characteristics. They could be viral in nature, hence the kingdom of God is within you, like bacteria are within you. They could change shape and size and probably do. So I am trying to expand your thoughts when you think of God by introducing concepts to you that are right in your face but that you may not have thought about. Elohim are at least mostly knowing because they may not be the original source of consciousness. They may not be and likely are not the original source of consciousness or conscious sentient thought. Entities within the idea that we call God or the Elohim practice a form of hierarchy. They don't all have the same status. Consciousness is only awareness of one's self and does not require an awareness of anything outside of one's self, hence the I am theory. All you have to know is that you are. That's all you have to know. You don't have to be in a body. All you have to be is a sentient being who is aware of yourself. So many people, there's a new show on CBS called Ghosts, and the woman begins to see ghosts after she has a near-death experience where she dies for about three minutes after falling down a set of stairs. And she comes into being back into her conscious state, but now she can see these ghosts. Well, before she was able to perceive the ghosts, they still existed, and she still knew she existed. Now her awareness has been expanded. So you don't have to see everything around you, every atom, every molecule, every bacteria, every virus to be conscious. And you don't have to see them for them to affect you. You can still be affected by everything around you and not even realize that, that they're around you and still be affected. All you have to do to be conscious is to know that you exist. Elohim introduced themselves to numerous civilizations, and some of these civilizations were better at archiving the knowledge than others. Hence, they sort of hijacked the idea of God. And so how they saw it and how they formed it based on their own culture and their own leadership and government became like a world order. Now, your flesh or skin programmed in this simulation, which we'll call it a simulation right now, to go through air, water, fire, all of which can disappear into thin air. So your your skin, your arm, your hair, a car, whatever, can go through air, water, and fire, all of which can disappear into thin air. Now, your hand can also go through sand or dirt, but the dirt likely takes a longer time to disappear. So it's not, it's, it's less, or it's actually more physical than these other forms of of energy. Any other substances that to these elemental configurations are not programmed for flesh to go through, which is what fools everybody. And it creates the idea or the concept of what is physical, which fools people into believing that it cannot disappear into thin air, which it can. Your your complete right reality can change within a matter of seconds, within a matter of moments, weeks, months, years. It can change. Now, the laws of physics help to explain the simulation that we are in. Again, we're calling it 
a simulation a little bit later on. I'm going to kind of tweak that definition or that term. And metaphysics or magic or divination, these are terms for simplistic hacks which alter the simulation. That's all it is, just stick hacks that people have figured out to alter their current simulation. Now, things like glitches, which are all over social media, you can read about them or watch them on YouTube, read about them on different social media channels. They can be caused by a variety of things to include altered perception, fear, intent, thought, meditation, space-time travel through portals. They are not necessarily controlled by beings other than us as much as they are controlled by laws of physics, all of which we have not discovered yet. So we do not know all of the laws of physics. We just know some of them. And we base our universal law on the laws of physics. Based on my study of glitches, they tend to happen with loud sounds during travel, during sleep, during the closing or opening of doors and doorways, cabinets and things of that nature, during fearful or startling events, and things of that nature. Now, it seems that some unknown law of physics as it relates to space-time theory would probably explain all the glitches. I'm going to repeat that. Some undiscovered law of physics as it relates to space-time theory probably explain all of the glitches that you read about or that you watch on television. Now, I want to give you some story examples because for those of you who've never heard about glitches and probably have experienced some, I've experienced one, then let's talk about what these glitches are. And these glitches are part of the reason why people have started to believe in what we call a reality simulation. So there's one story of a couple of different people. They were going upstairs to in their home. And they went down the hallway to go to a bedroom. When they opened the door, they were back in the kitchen downstairs. And there was a person in the kitchen that saw both of them. So, And they they were like, did you forget something? Is that the reason why you came back? The people who went upstairs together and went into that bedroom looked at each other like, what just happened? because it was more per, more than one person involved. And it's good to study glitches where more than one person is involved simply because of hallucinations and things of that nature and sleepwalking and all that type of stuff. It's, it's kind of less likely when more than one person is experiencing it. It's more likely to explain it as some form of a space-time glitch. Another example of a space-time glitch is you leave a space near your home and then you go into a new space and then you leave that space that you're in and return back home to find that reality is totally different. For example, a young boy says that he went from his home to a farm on the house on the property. His Grandfather told him to be careful because they had seen a snake on the property, a poisonous snake, and they weren't able to find it. He went and found the snake in the in the farmhouse, saw it coiled up, closed the door, ran back home, and the home was furnished differently. The grandparents weren't there. He ran across to the neighbor's house, same house, same street different paint, neighbors were different, different furnishings. He ended up, according to the story, in foster care, was raised in foster care, of course, with a lot of therapy. Um, Every place that he told them to go to to find his parents, to include his parents' name, where they work, where he goes to school, none of these people could be found. 
either there was nothing there or there was a school there. It was a different name. They had never heard of him. So he was in what I like to call a space-time configuration that was probably overlaid to some degree, meaning that where he was looked similarly to where he had been, but nobody remembered him. There was no record of him, even though the actual physical geographic locations were the same with some changes in names. Now, then there are other people who say that they have gone through portals and ended up in completely different places, like a whole different country where they don't even know the language and nobody knows who they are and it doesn't look anything like where they came from. That space-time configuration was likely a little bit farther away from the one that they were in. Um, There are other space-time configurations having to do with time loops and travel where people say that they were on the train with someone and the train was moving and it announced that they were at the place where they had just left. And they were like, okay, how is that happening? We're in a time loop and it happens a couple of times before it leads them to where they're trying to go. Nobody on the train seemed to understand what had happened or seemed to notice it. Um, So sometimes you can end up in a very similar train, similar people around you, And all you're hearing is one piece of a change, but everything else stays the same. Um, There are some other glitches where items that were dropped end up disappearing or are missing, or you put something down somewhere and you find it somewhere else, or you're about to go into a head-on collision with something, and next thing you know, you're down the street, and the, per- the, the car or the truck you're about to collide in is driving past you. Okay, so two of these have happened to me. One was that I had a key to a room in my home. I knew where the key was. The key was placed wooden box that I would go to that box and get the key whenever I wanted to go into that room. Well, one day the key was missing. It was gone. I could not find that key. And then as I was going downstairs into my basement to do the laundry, I found the key sitting neatly on top of the washing machine. There was no one else who could have done that. So my thinking was either... I did it not realizing it, or the key fell through a hole in the floor and dropped onto I don't know how it happened. I didn't have, or that a ghost took it down there. I, I defaulted to the spiritual thinking that some ghost stole the key and took it down to the basement and put it on, put it on top of the dryer. This is a true story, or the washer. There was another instance where I was driving through a a dark street. It was kind of like almost morning. It was still murky outside. And I was driving down this country road and I saw this horned deer kind of headed toward me in the street. It was coming out of the woods and I didn't have time to stop. So I basically just closed my eyes and put the pedal to the metal. I guess I decided to just go into it and just get it over with quickly because I couldn't, I was panicked and I couldn't, I didn't know what to do. When I opened my eyes, I put my foot on the brakes and the next thing I knew, there was um, no nothing there. I looked behind me on the road to see if I had hit the thing and thing was gone. And I just kept driving thinking I had maybe kind of like portaled myself out of a, out of that situation ahead of time, I guess I could I didn't know what it was. The last thing that I can recall that happened was I was in a very emotional state. And in that emotional state, I was feeling, I was heartbroken. And and I, I write about this in my book, Broken Heart by Renee Taro. I was very heartbroken. It was one of those young heartbreaks where, or your first heartbreak where somebody typed, takes the wind out of you and you can't even breathe and you don't know where you're going. And you, it seems like the world is going on around you and you don't understand why people are still getting up and going to work when your heart is gone. (laughs) And so I was having one of those times where I was just able to get to work and get back home to cry. And again, in the same basement, 
the same house where I had this basement. I couldn't sleep in my bed because that's where my old lover had been with me. I couldn't go into my bedroom. I could only go into this one room in my basement and sleep on the couch. And then I feel this breeze in the air, and the next thing I know, all my pain is gone. And I've never felt that way about anybody else again for the rest of my life. So I thought that, you know, the way I explained it was the Holy Spirit came and took my pain away. What I could have done was thought myself pain was gone because the person was still there. I just didn't have any feelings for them. And that pain went away. My appetite came back. I was able to go back and sleep in my bed. So what if we could use and purposefully manipulate these time spaces to get to where we want to be? Now, I would think that if we were trying to alter the simulation to the point where we're no longer working and broke to the point where we are the li- the rich and famous living in Monaco, that that space would be a little bit farther away from the space we're in now, which means we have to use a little bit more energy to get there. But I think that manifestation, which is something I've been dealing with a lot this year on all of my social media channels, manifestation and the changes of your reality in this so-called simulation are probably six in one hand, half a dozen in the other, and very, very similar. But there are too many of these glitches to ignore. They are happening. They are happening to a lot of people. A lot of people think deja vu is a type of glitch where somehow you have gone into a new space-time, something very similar to one that you currently exist in, I personally want to almost completely change my space. So my purpose is to do that before the end of the year. How many of you are with me? Somebody say amen, okay? Now, I do not believe that we are in a type of mastermind situation where some mastermind is behind computer controls causing these glitches or there's some kind of glitch in the system caused by this mastermind. I think it's just something having to do with the space-time event where the glitch occurs. Now, all human beings must be programmed in order to perceive anything. All human beings must be programmed in order to even use your 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 senses if you leave a baby with wolves the baby becomes a wolf or wolf food the baby will become feral and become a wolf or will become wolf food leave a human in a dark room with only nutrients being fed by a tube and they may not even ever see. They they may shut their ability to see off. They could not use it because what you don't use, you lose. You can't even come off of a seven-day fast and go back to solid food without feeling sick. So in order to perceive, to feel, to see, to hear, to taste, to smell, all of these senses must be trained and developed in order to thrive so that you can use them. Therefore, humans are really nothing without programming. Humans must be programmed. Our concept of instinct is a very, very base program. Some refer to it as subconscious. For example, we will breathe air. We will have reflex motions. We will poop, etc., but your your general program or your cultural program, not your base program, not your subconscious program, but your, your conscious program is going to be different from a program in California than it will be if you were programmed in a small village in Japan. Certain foods and certain things and certain thought patterns and ways of being will be completely foreign to you depending on where you were programmed and what that program is. So is that part of the simulation to see how do different people act in different places? You can only perceive what you think about. 
according to physics, it says that a, a, a particle is a wave or a base molecule is a wave until you pay attention to it, and then it becomes a particle. So you, you only can perceive or experience what you think about. Somebody can burn an unconscious body that's still alive, person won't feel it. Why? Because their thought is not there. That is why we use anesthesia, to get your thought from being conscious to taking it somewhere else so that they can cut you open to take things in or out or put things in so you won't feel the pain. Now, there are certain people, they say they can't go under anesthesia because they always feel the pain. They can feel it. They can still see what the doctor's doing. They're not able to go under. Those are people probably with higher levels of thought form. There are other people who can see shapes and or see sound or taste what they they smell or what they feel without putting it on their tongue. These are other types of people with more developed thought and they're able to perceive things in a higher way than most the, the average person. Now, there are a lot of smart reasons to do a simulation. Um, one smart reason is to mimic one's community to see what would happen in different scenarios, um, i.e., in the Bible it says, let us make man in our own image. Let's put them in this garden and see what they do, okay, um, to determine what will happen under various scenarios. Can they do what we say if we put the the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the midst of the garden? Well, they found out in that simulation that it it won't work, so they had to move them out of the garden unless they eat from the tree of life and live forever, right? That's a story of a simulation. And apparently, consciousness likes company. And it is a bit narcissistic, likes to see itself, likes to see um, images of itself, mirror images of itself, hence the desire to simulate. Let me look at me to see what I look like. It's kind of like those people who they find a 3D image that kind of looks like them, and then they fix it up to look a little bit better than they do, and then they go out on social media and change their name and pretend like they're a completely different person. And so they can have this life on social media just to see who's going to interact with them. And, and it's kind of the same thing. How many of you do that? Made of conscious wave particle, and I say wave particle because it's a wave until you pay attention to it, then it becomes a particle of a type light or energy. Now, this is the base molecule or particle of existence. Is a, a wave slash particle. It changes back and forth. Piece of sentient or conscious energy, which is a type of light that is aware of itself and knows that it exists and has the ability to think is the base particle of existence and the base particle is what we call thought. So thought, you want to change your existence. You must change that base particle, which is thought. To be conscious is to have a level of awareness of oneself. I am. Again, you do not have to be in a body to be conscious. You do not have to be aware of who is around you or what is around you. You can still be conscious. All you have to know is that you exist. We are a simulation in time spaces with plasma-like walls separating these time spaces where some of the spaces are next to a space, some of the spaces are a little bit farther away, some of them are adjoined, some of them overlap, and depending on which space you jump to would determine what you experience, how close to your current space it is. 
Now, is this a simulation or is this just a theory of space-time with regard to the Akashic Record? And, and if, let's look at the Akashic Record and psychics and things of that nature. So psychics say that we have the ability to go into the Akashic Record, which is not necessarily a library unless you want to make it a library in your brain. It's just a bit of information. It's information that exists in these time spaces that you, as a thought being, have access to if you know how to access it. This is why the CIA used people to quantum leap into Russian spaces to determine what thing where it was there. They also were able to astral project to the moon to see what was there. And some of the people who astral projected their thought forms were attacked. And it is said that if you are attacked while you are in your thought body, that you could be killed or you could get be hindered from going back into your physical body and then therefore experience a death, a natural death or a physical death. So we are in a group of overlapping, intersecting, adjacent, and somewhat far away time spaces that have these plasma-like walls. Now, what do these walls look like? One time I was in a plasma space, and I think that somebody put me there. There was somebody in my family that put me there because they wanted me and my sisters and brothers to be in a specific reality. And I began, every time I tried to get out of that reality, I would get really sleepy and I would get a headache and I would start to feel sick. And then all of a sudden I would just get up from the concentration of that thing and just start doing something else. Well, one day when I was trying to get out of a specific reality that I was in, I actually saw these wavy see-through um, walls all around me and I was like oh my god I am in like a plasma prism prison a plasma prison and I, I immediately picked up the phone and I called my sister and I called my brother and I said when you try to to advance in this particular way what happens to you and both of them told me I get really sleepy or I get a headache. They had the same symptoms as me. Now, I believe that that particular time space that we had been placed in was a magical time space. Two, two or three of us have been able to get out. One of them is still in it, and we're trying to help her get out. But the, the time space that she's in is so real for her that it's been difficult for her to get her mind to change. And as long as that time space that you're in has, has your thoughts where you don't think you can get out, then you won't get out. If you don't think you're worthy to get out, if you don't think you can get out, and that's why sometimes if you want to get out of a specific reality that you're in, you need to first change you before you get out. Change your accent. Learn a different language. Take a class on the place you want to go to and the places you want to go to. Get yourself ready so that you can believe that you can fit into your new environment. And once you begin to prepare yourself to fit into your new time space, you'll, you'll move there more easily because as long as you feel like you're not worthy or you're going to be embarrassed when you get there, then the, the more likely it is that you will stay in your current time space. But I have seen these walls. Now, these walls are wavy. They look like nail polish, like wet nail polish. They go from floor to ceiling if you're in a particular room, and they have lightning bolts, like flashes of lightning bolts going through them. These are the plasma-like walls that keep us in a particular time space. Now, keep in mind, don't, make, don't let me make you think that changing a time space is difficult because guess what? You're in a different time space than you were when you start listening to this podcast. Every millisecond, your time space 
changes. It just changes slowly. If you want to do a complete jump, like I'm tired of being homeless, I'm tired of being broke, I'm tired of being this, that, and the other, I want a totally different space. You're going to have to do something a little bit. You're going to have to prepare your thoughts and get them a little bit more honed and a little bit more fire-like to jump spaces. You can jump spaces. Now, some say we humans are aspects of the simulators, meaning that these simulators live on another planet or they live in a spaceship somewhere, and they're like the avatar. They're sitting down, laying down somewhere uh, with this helmet over their head attached to this machine, and they're thinking through our reality, but we're really them. Some say that we are completely separate from them, and we're our own people. And some say we are them, hence the idea of the higher self and the lower self, and you can go to your higher self and get help, and it's still you, and only just a piece of you is in this particular time space. But all of you can't be in one time space because time spaces exist simultaneously. So your past, your present, and your future are all here. So how can you be in one of them? You're in all of them. Now, there is a woman who is now writing a book, and she has stated that she was abused as a child, and she went back in meditation or astral projected back to her childhood, and she comforted herself as a child, which is the only way that she could be successful now. She remembers as a child seeing this woman sitting in a chair next to her when she was being abused, telling her everything was going to be all right. And that's what got her through the abuse. She later, in talking to a therapist, described the lady and and realized she was describing herself as an adult. So if she had not, in her 40s or 50s, gone back in time to that time space where she was abused and comforted herself, then she might not have been as as successful because the past time space existed simultaneously with her 40-year-old, 50-year-old time space. And so that child, when she moved from 7 to 14 to 28, she was more well-adjusted because of the comfort she had given her. So I, I know it's complicated, you guys, but just know you can go back in time to change your current life. And what I'm trying to do is get one of my ancestors to write me a trust fund that I can find now. (laughs) Go back in time, get somebody to put my name on a trust fund that I can go find right now. Do you know how powerful we would be if we could figure out how to do that? And it's not that hard. So are we aspects of our simulators? Are we separate from them or are we them? I say all of the above. Also, they say that simulators or the people behind the program or the Elohim live on other planets. Well, we know they live on other planets. They said they have streets of gold and and some of them say they have pearly gates and they have many mansions. And we know they live somewhere else. So that makes them extraterrestrials. Some of them may live on spaceships. Um, we, they said that he's what did, what did Jesus say? He said he saw a new a new um, earth coming down. I mean, it was flying through the through this is a bio ship. It's a bio ship with a dome and, and and an atmosphere and everything. It's a ship. OK, so the simulators are the Elohim living in other planets, in spaceships, in the earth, in our bodies as as bacteria, as as just minuscule bacteria that we probably don't even have the equipment to look at bacteria that can influence how you feel do you not realize that if you have worms in your gut the worms determine your thoughts they determine how you feel they determine what you want to eat they determine your cravings for sweet even a yeast a yeast can determine how you feel. Can did some of what we're feeling, this anxiety and our upset and our hunger, is all from the 
bio bots that are living within us. The kingdom of God is within you. And just what if COVID program, what if COVID is an alien force trying to replicate itself because we already decided or we're going to decide that the whole purpose of all this thought is for survival. If COVID is a bioform, a thought form that's trying to survive, what better place than to put itself into the nice, moist place of a human? And the only thing we can do is come up with our own natural mechanisms to fight it. It is all of the above as we stay on this bio ship, bio computer called Earth. If the theory, the kingdom of God or the kingdom of the simulators or the kingdom of Elohim is within you is true, that means that these thought forms are atomic particle-like intelligence and sentient consciousness using us as a form of a protective barrier where each human is a galaxy in and of themselves and the soul is the original simulator or simulator universe. The soul is the original simulator or simulator universe. COVID could be a set of beings trying to find housing within humans for its own perpetuance. And you're like, well, how could COVID do that? Because COVID was created in a, uh, a scientific lab. Okay, who do you, where do you think the scientists got the thought form to create it from? Okay, perhaps all of them had died out. And in order to give themselves new bodies, they influenced or inspired some scientists to create them. Our tendency is to make everything larger than what we are, not smaller. So is the tendency of the earlier simulators the same, meaning that they were really tiny and small, and the more they created, the bigger it got. So Earth is a whole lot bigger than our creators instead of it being the other way around. So could the Elohim be sentient bacteria? <laughs> so is this a, a simulation? It is to a certain degree, but more so it's a tapestry of possibilities where some possibilities are very similar, others completely different from the others. So, some are still being formed, but they're all possibilities nonetheless and the key reason for all of these possibilities is for these thought forms to exist and survive. So if you do not think you are already dead, that's, that's, that's the sentence. If you do not think, I'm going to see if our caller 8882 has something they want to say. Um, caller, you're on the air. Good morning. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Who am I speaking with? This is Pastor Don Jean, CEO. Good morning. Greetings in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Good morning. I'm Renee. How can I help you today? Yo, man, it's a good day. It's <laughs> a happy Tuesday. It's the first of the month. Our year has started. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We are well into it. Hey, man, how do you feel today, Queen? What was that? How do you feel today, Queen? I feel great. I feel great. Amen. Like there are a lot of new possibilities and understandings that are opening up to help us not to destroy knowledge, but to fulfill it. Amen. 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 Well, uh, okay. Um, we are moving through something new and exciting in this 2022. This year is the year for you, so take hold of everything, grab on it, and never look back. Absolutely, and you too. Did you have any other questions or insight on what we're talking about today? I just want to give you a greeting, Queen. Well, thank you so much, and thank you so much for calling and for listening. Amen. You be blessed. You take care. Bye-bye. And you be blessed as well. So there are, if you want to call in and ask a question or give your insight or tell us your glitch story, we're at 
5-963-999-3635. That's 563-999-3635. We'll be here for a few more moments. So what we want to say is don't close your eyes on this new knowledge. If you want to get more information about it, you can go on social media, you can go on YouTube, you can look up the science of simulation, you can actually even Google, are we in a simulation to hear the various person's theories about whether or not we are in a a simulation. Now, Greg Braden, who is big on Gaia, the Gaia channel, and he's really big on new thought. He has a new video that's out with regard to this being a simulation. Now, when it comes to the mathematical hypothesis, I believe that when you go into a hypothesis with mathematics and you're trying to come up with an equation to explain it, you can, you can probably come up with an equation to explain anything that you want to explain. I think that the best ways to determine whether or not we are in a simulation or what type of possibilities that we're in, the best way to explain it is these impromptu happenings that are occurring. Taking these impromptu happenings and understanding what's causing them and how to deal with them, understanding the law of attraction, understanding the law of focus, understanding the law of concentration where, part, where, where waveforms become particles. It is important that we begin to delve into what consciousness is. It seems like we're coming at this thing from the back end. We're trying to understand the physicality of things without understanding the conscious matter of which these physical things are made. And remember, if you do not, you are already dead. So always think, develop some form of prayer or meditation, some practice where you delve into your inner self and you become the I am. We want to thank you listeners and welcome your thoughts and feedback you can visit us at anointedgroove.com. That's anointed with one N, groove with two O's, dot com. And remember, what comes alive for you is based on your thinking. Always pay attention. Until next time, take care. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.